We're back, baby. Owen, we're like 48 – well, actually, some <coughs> college football has already been played, but, you know, we're – Week zero. <sighs> Dude, it's here. We are here. Um, matter of fact, this is a doubleheader. This is a doubleheader. First, we're going to do the SEC preview episode, and then we're going to uh, cut and paste and send it off. And then we're gonna do the uh, then we're gonna do the week one preview. So you get a two for one special Thursday morning. So uh, oh, but with that cold, do we do we need to start? SEC, 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 LSU, LSU, LSU. Okay, we already know who's winning the SEC this year. We don't even need to get into the semantics of it. We know who's winning the national championship as well. Um, I am going, yes, I, Georgia. I feel like, stop. I feel like I have been really good except for the first conference preview that we did about talking smack and the big 12 episode. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm 50, 50 right now. Um, I've been good about showing non-bias this towards the SEC 30 for 30. and the LSU. Um, yeah, no, this, this is my little recap. Uh, I'm going to do my best to not, um, you know, gag on some uh, of the other teams like Alabama, Georgia, you know. Hey, Cole, I, w- I want to let you know something here. The SEC still does have divisions, okay? Hey, thanks, Owen. You made that same joke like three weeks in a row now. Yeah, I just want to let you know. They still have divisions, okay? It's not like the ACC where, you know, they don't have divisions I'm sorry. Anymore. I got or tripped Pac-12, up. the Pac-12 where they you know, don't have divisions anymore. Or the Big 12 where they don't have divisions at all, you know, so... Let's get started. I'm Owen Spelnick. My name's Cole Connor. And this is the SEC preview on the Panther Pod. SEC! All right, so let's get right into it, Cole. First team we're going to talk about is Alabama. No, I'm joking. I am joking. It is not going to be Alabama. First team we are going to talk about, though, as I pull it up here. Is our Kansas? Yeah, that's right. It's the it's Razorbacks. Pronounced our Kansas, Arkansas. The Razorbacks come storming into twenty twenty three. They had to ra- go all the way down, you know, to the bottom of the uh, SEC West. There, they are the, not uh, all the way at the bottom. They are third from the bottom, and mm. they had three first place votes in the West Division. Mm. Okay, so but let's mm. talk about Arkansas here. Arkansas had a bit of an up and down la- year last year. We were really high on. Um, we? You're an Arkansas fan now. We, we we were really high on Arkansas last year. Yeah. Okay? It, no. And to be fair, uh, KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders uh, both put up career highs um, last season. Gave me a heck of a scare towards the end of the season when LSU played Arkansas because we almost lost to Arkansas. By three, you want to beat, beat him by three, beat him by three. But we were really high on Sam Pittman last year. Yep. I'm still really high on Sam Pittman. I think I just, he's solid. I think I, he's going to do very well. I just love the attitude that he's got. KJ Jefferson goes down with an injury last year. Um, did really well for the Razorbacks. Had a little over, I think, uh, Let's pull it up here. A little over, over 2,600 yards passing, so did really well. Um, the running back room with Raheem Sanders, all right, 1,400 yards rushing, really well up front, okay, in the backfield. Matt Landers, their top wide receiver, had 900, yard, uh, had 900 yards receiving. Uh, Drew Sanders at linebacker had 103 tackles, and then they had four interceptions by Dwight McLaughlin. McLaughlin, yeah. I think – the biggest question for me about Arkansas this year is the defense. We've seen the offense put up solid numbers. And like I said, KJ Jefferson and Raheem Sanders are both coming back. Um, they need help on defense. They do need help on defense. But they also need to make sure that O-line needs to make sure that KJ Jefferson doesn't take so many sacks and doesn't get hurt. Because that was their Achilles heel last year. KJ Jefferson goes down with an injury. And... Not an injury that kept him out of games, mm. not necessarily, but also Hindered just his performance. Yeah, it was a nagging injury. We kind of saw. Uh, trying to think who it was. I think Jalen Daniels got a little bit of hurt. It got a little banged up towards the end of the season. Didn't it? Did not hurt Jay LSU. Jaden. I said Jaden. 
You said Jalen. I thought no, you said Jalen. I said Jaden. Okay, I was about to say. I said Jaden. I am now. doing better this year. I'm doing better this year. Jaden Daniels got a little banged up later on later on in the year for LSU. You guys were doing really good. You finished the year really strong, but it hindered his performance. Yep. It hindered your performance in the Georgia in the Georgia game. In the SEC, at least you made it to your conference championship game, um, and then you you made it to a bowl game. All right, but with Arkansas, if you can keep, uh, you know, you return, Ch- uh, you re- JJ Sanders, you return K- Raheem, you return KJ Jefferson, yep. and Rocket Sanders, who is the uh, who was the backup uh, running back last year for them. I think the biggest thing offensively that I'm looking at for Arkansas is you're losing three up front uh, to the NFL draft and free agency. Um, should be interesting to see what Dan Enos does, um, their new offensive coordinator. I don't see, like I said, I don't see offense as being a problem for the Razorbacks as long as they're able to fill those voids uh, up front. And I mean, Week zero, week one, week two, they should have everything straightened up as far as death charts, see how these guys are performing in game. As said, I think defense is going to be their biggest issue because they lost uh, 10 players on their defense to either transfer portal or the NFL draft. And they lost their coordinator to Barry Odom taking the head coaching gig at UNLV. They lost in the offseason. Arkansas lost both coordinators, lost Barry Odom and Kendall Browse, okay? Barry Odom goes to take the head coaching job at UNLV. TCU brings in Kendall Bryles as well after they lose Garrett Riley to Clemson. So this is going to be a big adjustment period for Arkansas. Um, but I, I could definitely see them going 8-4 and four to 9-3. and three. I think Sam Pittman brings them back a little bit. Um, finishing third in the East, or I'm sorry, finishing third in the West, I could see um, – I, I would peg them to finish not excuse me third oh my goodness finishing fifth in the east I could see but I think they I think they finished third or fourth I think they finished a spot or two higher um, Texas A and M I'm not really high on this year uh, we'll see how Jimbo does with Bobby Petrino. Does that marriage work out there no. in, in College Station? You don't think <laughs> hey, it'll work? Hey, spoiler alert. No. No. Why don't you why don't you think that'll work? Why don't you think Texas A&M that with Bobo uh, with Bobo with Jim with Jimbo and Bobo. That is that is the new That's the ship name. Right that's there. the ship name, Bobo. Um, <laughs> no, I think Bobby Petrino has shown in the past, especially with his time at Louisville, um, he is not a presence you want. <sighs> He coached the Razorbacks for years. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the last press appearance Bobby Petrino had before he was fired by the Razorbacks in his last tenure there? Mm-mm. He was in a neck brace. So that's where all those pictures come from. Wasn't yes. he in a motorcycle wreck? Yes. He was in a motorcycle wreck, and he burned like uh, – because he was the head coach for the Falcons. Falcons started out, and they were – I think he got his first win with Atlanta, and then um, Jerry Jones reached out to try and get him from uh, Art Blank, the owner of the Falcons, and they met. They said, "No, I'm I'm still staying here," you know, everything like that. And in the dead of night, he left for the University of Arkansas. Ooh. I think he signed worth like uh, fifteen million dollars worth of contracts, like ten years worth of contracts with. Um, Louisville, um, Atlanta, and then Arkansas, and within a year he had burned through every single one of them. Mm. But no, I I'm not a big fan of Bobby Petrino, um, just for various reasons. Off but, the fi- off the field, yeah, stuff. Um, but I also don't think that that personality is going to mesh well with uh, Jimbo. We've seen Jimbo in the past; he's very control oriented. He wants discipline from his football team, even though he might not have it himself. Um, and I don't think Bobby Petrino is going to be a good influence there. Interesting. All right, well, we'll talk about more about Texas A&M later on the show. Absolutely. But getting back to Arkansas as well, that was a nice little tangent that we got off on there. Sorry. No, you're no, you're fine. You're fine. That's I wanted to go there. Um, on defense, though, Travis Williams, who's going to be calling plays for the defense, does look to help improve. Uh, they bring back eight starters, but they also have some new faces as well on the – 
on the side on the on the defensive side. Okay, so looking at Travis Williams' past ten years, um, he was defensive coordinator at UCF most recently. Um, at Auburn, uh, 2011, he was the linebackers coach. He was defensive coordinator for the 2013 season. Um, and then 2014 and 2015, he was a defensive analyst and a linebackers coach. So he's got plenty of experience, especially in the SEC, which is a really a killer hire. But this is one of his first uh, big breaks into the SEC where he's not under Gus Malzahn or, um, you know, uh, with Gene Chizik back in 2009. So it should be it should be very interesting to see what he does. The Razorbacks last year uh, gave up about 6.5 yards per play on average in the SEC, and, and they were 13th in pass, in, in pass defense. 13th in the SEC in pass defense. So let's – I think that's your biggest concern right now is the secondary. Now they do get Al Walcott from Baylor, uh, Lorando Johnson from Baylor. Uh, they put them in the secondary. They also get Antonio Greer, put him in the secondary, and Chris Paul as well, not the basketball player. CP3. They put Chris – they get Chris Paul in there, uh, who was an effective one-to-two pairing uh, – uh, one-two pairing, uh, pairing on linebacker as well, both uh, Greer and Paul. Um, so we'll see. I think I think you're right. The biggest question for Arkansas is how's that defense going to turn out? We've seen what we've seen from the offense. I think right there is just going to be an adjustment period. How well can they get used to uh, Dan Enos calling plays? Travis Williams has got a big job uh, at, on defense. I think Arkansas just kind of had a down year last year because they were, they went nine and three the year before. I think they just had a little bit of down year last year. And you see that a lot with a lot of turnover, especially in the SEC. You have these quote-unquote middle-of-the-road teams who are finishing 9-3, and three, which is an insane statement to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I like you said, we've seen the offense perform. Biggest question for me is can the defense keep up yeah. or at least stem the bleeding? Yeah. So, uh, look at that. Ooh, excuse me. All right, what do you got next, Cole? So, we talked about Arkansas. Let's, uh, let's take it down south. Um, you could say we're going eastbound and down to the University of Ole Miss. Ooh, interesting. The lane train has a few more stops to make this year. They started 7-0 and last year, and they finished uh, the season, you know, 8-5. Not a good look. Not a good look. They have a new defensive coordinator in Pete Golding. Um, I think that oh man, it's it's hard to talk about Ole Miss because you. I'm a huge Lane Kiffin fan. I've always been. I appreciated Lane Kiffin when he was at Alabama under Saban, um, and I wish nothing but the best for him. That being said. If he starts out seven and zero and you know finishes the season eight and five again, he's done. He's absolutely done. Um, they have a new defensive coordinator, like I said, in Pete Golding. Uh, they gave up over thirty points a game last year on average, and they lost in their bowl to Texas Tech. Aha! <laughs> bang bang, <laughs> bang bang. Um, they brought in two transfers uh, to ease up the or to increase the quarterback competition with Jackson Dart, Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State. We've touched on him before on the podcast. And Walker Howard from Louisiana State University. LSU. Stacking talent over there at yes. quarterback. Um, now and here's what I'll say too is we we kind of I don't know if I'll say we excuse me, if we dogged Spencer Sanders last year, but he was inconsistent. Yeah. However, let's let's look at cases, and we talked about him last week. Last week, let's look at Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Let's also look at um, Washington's quarterback, Michael Penix Jr. Michael Penix Jr. Thank you. I almost said DTR. It is not DTR. UCLA. UCLA. That was UCLA last year. Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix. They Michael Penix comes from Indiana. Bo Nix comes from Auburn. 
they are okay, inconsistent to bad at, at, during the season. That was it. Okay, inconsistent, bad. It was never. It was never the same player you got the game. They go to a whole new di- a whole new system, and boom, they shine bright. Okay, they're in the midst of Heisman talks out there on the West Coast in Washington, Oregon. So let's see how Spencer if Spencer Sanders does end up winning the job against uh, Jackson Dart and w- Walker Howard. Maybe maybe he shines as well out there in SEC country. Okay, so you know I. I that is a deep quarterback room. Now, I would say Walker Howard is the least experienced out of the three of them. Absolutely, um, and that's nothing to knock. But I, I would see him going second string, and it's honestly, I could see, uh, I could see Spencer Sanders beating Jackson Dart out just for the fact that he has more experience than Jackson Dart. So, looking at Ole Miss's schedule a little bit. I don't see a reason. I think their biggest test early on in the school, well, they're not going 7-0 to start, first of all. Um, they play Mercer to open things up uh, this Saturday, which is a crazy sentence to say. Um, next Saturday they go to uh, Tulane, have Georgia Tech at home, and then they go to Bryant-Denning. Mm-hmm. Um, Ole Miss is ranked 22 in the nation. Alabama is 4 then they go to or then LSU travels to Ole Miss to so the Magnolia Bowl, the best bowl in the nation. We'll see. Um, they've re- they've definitely improved their quarterback room, uh, bringing in all that experienced talent. They've also returned quite a good bit offensively. Um, I want to say they returned all five starters on their offensive line, and they have uh, Quinchon Judkins, one of the best running backs in the nation. Uh, Going into a sophomore season, um, there I think Mercer's going to be a, a Mercer's. Obviously, that's an automatic that's your win. Game. Do what? That's your tune-up game. It's your tune-up game. So don't be surprised if all three quarterbacks get a chance to play. Maybe Walker Howard starts, then you go to Jackson Dart, and then you go to Spencer Sanders, or vice versa. Jackson starts, then Walker Howard, then Spencer, or you mix it up and Spencer starts first. And, Look for that. It's going to look like a spring game for yeah, Ole Miss. Absolutely, uh, rotating guys in and out. Uh, I would imagine that they're going to have their starting quarterback takes the field there uh, for and for I the think, Rebs. I want to say it's Jackson Dart starting because the article that I'm reading is uh, he's saying that Dart held off challenges in the spring, but the battle resumes in the fall. So I want to say Jackson Dart is starting. I don't know entirely though. We'll see on Saturday. It's still Lane Kiffin has still not made a decision um, at quarterback. Okay, but I mean it's Mercer, so you have no rush to make that decision. Absolutely, not. I would say against Tulane and um, honestly, Georgia Tech is also as close to a tune-up game as they're going to get for their non-con besides La Monroe on uh, Saturday, November 18th, later on down the season. Yeah. And then you have eternal tune-up game, Vandy. It but, seems, you know, with, the reports, with, the, with the reports coming out of Oxford, it seems to be that uh, Lane Kiffin is leaning towards Jackson Dart, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, cool. That's my blurb on Ole Miss. All right. Let's... What you got? Bring me up to the blue moon of Kentucky up there. Ooh. Bring me up to the Wildcat country. All right. Kentucky football. Always an afterthought when you think Vanderbilt, not too far behind them, is Kentucky. All right. Especially when it came to football. However, however. Mm, I just saw that. (laughs) Mark Stoops is rolling into town there with the Wildcats. Uh, They had a successful – they had, they had kind of a bummer in the Music City Bowl last year, but they did have, in Kentucky eyes, a 7-5 and five season, which is pretty big success in the SEC East. Um, they had that really tough game against Tennessee. Uh, we were hoping that things would kind of turn out better for them. Uh, Liam Cohen returns as play caller for the Wildcats, and they also get – they also get – Yeah, that's what I saw. <laughs> Devin Leary at quarterback. From NC State, they get Devin Leary at quarterback. Mind you, Devin Leary to NC State was one of the best quarterbacks in the country last season. 
this season, he has arguably a better wide receiver core with Tavion Robinson, Barry and Brown, and Dan Key. Uh, the Wildcats in 2020 under Will Levis averaged about, I'm sorry, in 2021, not 2020. The Wildcats in 2020. No, I'm talking 2021 here. 2021 okay. under Will Levis averaged about 32 points a game. Last year, 22, gotcha. that fell to about 20 points a game. Look for them to rebound here. I expect that number to go up, especially with Devin Leary on the off- uh, taking snaps under center. Um, yeah, no. I, on my preseason poll, uh, ranking all the teams based in their division, you're welcome, um, Kentucky falls to third in the East. I don't see a reason why that's not accurate. I mean, Georgia obviously is the nation's powerhouse. Um, the only threats that I really see coming out of the East besides Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, and maybe South Carolina. It just depends on how good Shane Beamer is going to be this year um, for the Gamecocks or how what kind of program he's going to have. Um, looking at looking on the other side of the ball for Kentucky, they had they averaged nineteen point two points allowed per game last season. Honestly, that's your high point. Mm-hmm. That's your high point of your team. This is a defensive-led football team. Yeah, uh, with Kentucky, it is a defensive. It is a defense defensive-led football team. Uh, but I, I still point to their offense. Their offense is going to be uh, really banging this year. They've got some. Uh, they've got some uh, ma- massive guys up front. Devin Leary, again, coming in at quarterback. Look for them to really improve offensively. Okay, Devin Leary threw for over 3,400 yards, 35 touchdowns, and five picks at his time at NC State. Okay? So, I, I completely took, expect that him to continue. That 20.4 is going to go up. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I expect it to go back to 30, 32 points a game on average. So, we'll see, uh, we'll see how that goes. But Kentucky looks to be a – um, I think Kentucky and South Carolina could be the two teams that kind of give people a little bit of a scare. If they're going to give anybody a scare, they're going to give Tennessee a scare. Maybe Georgia. Uh, we'll see. But nobody's really scaring Georgia minus Missouri last year. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off? For who? Georgia. Sure. I didn't I didn't, I didn't. didn't want to talk about Georgia because I didn't oh. feel like they need to talk about it. But. Okay. Well, um in that case, Georgia's Georgia. Um, we all know they're most likely going to repeat this season. They are, and a lot of and a lot of their, uh, um, I would say, a lot of their guys are also having repeat sentences as well. Um, Cole, you didn't. No comment. Repeat sentences. Oh, no. No, no comment there. Yeah, they're turning really into like Florida 08 down there. Mm. That's what I was getting at. Oh, yeah. Repeat sentencing. Yep. Repeat. Yep. Thank yep. you. <laughs> We're good. Uh, um, but Carson Beck has been named starting quarterback. Uh, should be, this is weird to say, maybe. A, uh, also, tangent for one second. It is so weird for Stetson Bennett not to be a Georgia. And that's what I was about to say, is Carson Beck should be an upgrade from Stetson Bennett. Because Stetson Bennett, don't get me wrong, was 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 good for Georgia. He did what Georgia needed him to do, and it got him to two national championships. Okay, but look for more versatility out of yeah. Carson Beck. Okay, uh, he is a scholarship player. He's not a walk on like what Stetson Bennett was. But look for Carson Beck to be a little bit more agile, a little bit more mobile, a little bit more dynamic in the pocket than what Stetson Bennett was. Stetson Bennett was still a, was a decent quarterback for Georgia, and he did, like I said, he did what he he did what Georgia needed him to do. So, you know, we'll see um we'll see about that, so if Georgia's defense isn't as potent this year as it was last year, I wouldn't be shocked, but I still think it's going to be the best defense in the country. Oh, 100%. Because that is Kirby Smart's motto. Is, 100%. Yeah. He 100%. is going to lead a suffocating unit. Yep. Uh, you got another team that we, you want to talk about? Um, Let's get out of the east. Okay. Let's go to the, let's go to the west. All right. 
Let's ignore the elephant in the room. Can we? I think we're about to talk about the same team. On three, can we say what it is? Sure. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Auburn. Auburn. Oh, Two friends, one, one brain, brain cell. cell. Nice. <laughs> Jay in the booth calling the jinx on that one, if anybody could hear on that one. Um, but Brian Harson out. Hugh Freeze in. Why was he not at West Virginia? Hugh, Hugh, Hugh you're back in the SEC. Settle down. We Everybody don't need a repeat of Ole Miss. Did somebody just hand Hugh Freeze a burner phone, please? No, please, please. <laughs> Hugh, what are you doing on Twitter? Stop. Uh, I I I look for big things in Auburn this year. Um, Auburn is is going to be Auburn with Hugh Freeze again, yes. or uh, Auburn is going to be Auburn again with Hugh Freeze. It is going to be. I think it's going to be better than the Gus Malzahn teams. We saw how. Mm. I I think it's going to be better than Gus Malzahn teams, and Gus Malzahn teams were really good, but I think it'll be better. Give look at what he did at Liberty. Look at what he did at Ole Miss. Now give him a program. At, now give him a program like Auburn with the Yellowwood CEO underneath uh, underneath his belt. Mm-hmm. Get Hugh Freeze. Those teams not by much, but they're going to be better. They're going to be better than Gus Malzahn teams. They're going to be better. And Gus Malzahn is about to do real about to do big wonders down there in Orlando with UCF. Yeah. I think my biggest thing with Auburn this year. Um, Really, 2023-2024 for me is Auburn's start to what is going to be a SEC West leading era for Auburn. I could see them immediately competing um, you know, against Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss, uh, and even Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M is probably going to be the bottom of the barrel for the SEC West. Um, like we kind of touched on earlier, I don't think Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Pacino are going to make for you know harmony um, down in Aggieland. But Auburn, I feel like, is one of those teams that is going to jump up and bite you. One hundred percent. They start this off, year. They're going to start off three and zero, maybe four and zero. They've got UMass. They got Cal, they've got Samford. They travel to Cal, by the way. So way to go, uh, traveling out of conference, SEC. Uh, um, and then they, first time for everything. And then they walk into College Station and take on the Aggies of Texas A and M. All right, I, I could give them a four and zero start right there. We'll really know more about Texas A and M uh, when when it, you can never tell. You can never tell, but by week four, we'll we'll know go, going into that game a little bit more what's going to be. What's the feel? Is Bobby Petrino and Jimbo working out a little bit? Is it kind of the same old, same old? You don't know. And then they go, and then they welcome in Georgia. And Hugh Freeze will take his first loss of the season. And then after that, they travel to Baton Rouge. Yeah. Uh, we will be there for that game this year. We will be 100% there. 100% confirmed. Cole and I just got uh, time off for that as well. Uh, Jay's still working out the kinks with his work, so – Oh, 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 we got, oh, we got the okay. We got confirmation. We got confirmation from the booth. Jay got the okay. It's breaking news. For, uh, breaking news out of JACU. Jay is getting. <laughs> Jay is getting time off. Jay is getting time off. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped for that game. Yes. Um. I I'm I'm extremely pumped for the game. We're we're, we're still super don't know excited. what time it is. But still have, no, know. it's still TBD. <laughs> Dag it. It is still TBD, but that's okay. We're going to have a great time either way. I hope it's a night game in Death Valley. Um, anyway, sorry, Auburn, not LSU. No, you're fine. You're fine. Hugh Freeze did wonders in the transfer portal. I think they were top five in the transfer portal this year. Obviously, nobody was going to beat out Colorado with no. Dion. Uh, LSU was really good in there. But they also they, – they are still wondering what's going on at quarterback right now. Um, I think – Peyton Thorne is starting for him, right? They're transferring. It's uh, I think Peyton Thorne, uh, po- possibly. Uh, I don't. 
or Robbie Ashford. I think it's Robbie Ashford right now is who is in the lead. Zach Calzada, who comes in from Texas A&M, also is kind of in the mix there. But I, I really think that it is, uh, it, it's, it's Robbie Ashford who's in the lead for, for Auburn right now. Now, is that the quarterback that I think Hugh Freeze wants and is happy with? Not particularly. But I think Ashford will do for his first year there. Uh, for Hugh Freeze's first year there at for Hugh Freeze's first year there at Auburn, but we'll see. I think Hugh Freeze is going to do really well with his first year back in the SEC. Wish he'd been in West Virginia, but that's neither here nor there. Trust the climb; it's climb season, guys. All right. Um. So, I I I absolutely think that Auburn could really jump up and bite some people, and will and I think the Iron Bowl is going to be way better this year. Yeah. And I think the reason why is because we don't have this big question mark around the head coach. All right, no. Brian Harson was there, but he wasn't there. Like, he had a lot of pressure going on around there. Uh, Auburn is just a pressure cooker. It doesn't help that they're little brother to Alabama. Sorry about it, but it is what it is. You are that little brother. That expectation is always there yes, for you, Auburn. Yes, but you are always going to be little brother to Alabama. No. That's not going to change until 30 years down the road after Saban's been gone for 20 and you finally can maybe do something, okay? Mm. Or maybe the state of Alabama just falls off and they're not good at football anymore. That would be a dream, wouldn't Counting it? Counting down the days. <laughs> you mean the years? Uh, we'll see. He did just buy a retirement home. Um, no, I, I think Auburn at least finishes in the top four in the West, um, if not top three. They did lose... Uh, Three of their top pass catchers last year in Kobe Hudson, Demetrius Robertson, and Javarius Johnson. They're no longer on the roster, but they do bring in uh, Shedrick Jackson who's, and then a tight end of John Schn- Schinker. Schinker? Uh, yeah. Schinker? Schinker? Schinker. Schinker. Um, so those two can be top options for Robbie Ashford throwing around the pigskin, but we'll see. Losing three of your top wide receivers – it's going to be tough. Expect some growing pains. I think we're going to see the typical um, growing pains of a first-year head coach, but I do think the Tigers go bowl eligible, mm-hmm. and I definitely think they beat some teams that they're not supposed to this year. 100%. Wrong Tigers. Watch Wrong self. Tigers, Watch Jay. Self. Watch self. Wrong Tigers, Jay. War Eagle. War Eagle. No. <laughs> Just trying to give off the, the uh, Edo, go Tigers over here in the booth. Are we gonna are we gonna have to lock the booth tonight? We might. We might have to lock the booth. Um, cool. I'm good with Auburn. Um, one last kind of parting shot at the War Eagles. Um, the one thing that I'm looking for them to immediately improve day one, and we've seen that at Liberty with Hugh Freeze, their defense against the run. Yeah. Um, they need to improve that. Last year, they gave up 172.7 yards a game rushing. Only rushing. So, um, with Ron Roberts there for the defense, um, being the D.C., I don't see a reason why they can't buckle down in a solid 4-3 and prevent that monstrosity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm good on Auburn. Are you good on Auburn? I'm fully good on Auburn. Let's head back over to the east. Okay. I think you know which team I'm picking. If you say Vandy, I'm coming across the table. <laughs> it's not Vandy. Okay. It God. is not Vandy. Uh, do we want to do one, two, three again? Because I think you know who I'm about to pick. Um, yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay. One, two, three. Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> again, two friends, one brain cell. Josh Heupel is a madman. He he is a madman on a tear, and he looks to take revenge after the disappointing ending to the season in the SEC, getting beaten by uh, Georgia and getting blown out by South Carolina. Brutal. But let's be honest here. You've lost in and Hooker. Thank you. That's who I was looking for. Hendon Hooker was hurt. You've lost Jalen Hyatt. Yes. And you've lost Cedric Tillman. But you do still have Joe Milton, Brew McCoy, and Cedric. Uh, and I'm sorry. And squirrel. And you bring in Squirrel White from Baylor. 
Amazing name. Amazing name, by the way. Squirrel wide. <laughs> Amazing name. I think that it is only a matter of time, and I truly hate saying this, especially about teams that we would have to face in the SEC championship game. It is only a matter of time before Tennessee is knocking on Georgia's door. I think they're already knocking on Georgia's door. They lost by two touchdowns last year. I think the only thing that's going to hold them back this year are the departures of Hinton Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt, and Cedric Tillman. Sure, you have Joe Milton, one of the best backup quarterbacks in the entire uh, nation. Is he Hinton Hooker? We saw against South Carolina, not necessarily. Well, we saw it was South Carolina where Hinton Hooker had already gotten hurt. And by that time, that game was long, right. long over with. Vanderbilt, it's Vanderbilt. So, yeah, you get crushed. But we saw what they did against Clemson. They did pretty good, pretty good yeah. against Clemson. Joe Milton went off. But also, even if you can't rely on Joe Milton, maybe this can become a Stetson, Stetson Bennett situation where you just – Joe Milton does what you Improve need Joe Milton to everything do. everything else, and then the quarterback play will come. Exactly. Uh, they bring back a deep running back room with Jabari Small, Jalen Wright, and Dylan Sampson. Jabari Small had 734 yards and 13 touchdowns last year. Jalen Wright had 875 yards, 10 TDs, and Dylan Sampson had 397 yards with six touchdowns. Potent group right there. All in all, that's uh, 29 touchdowns altogether. Looking at Tennessee's schedule, they open up play against UVA this Saturday. Um, they bring Austin P to Rocky Top. They go down to the Swamp, uh, Tennessee, Florida um, in week three. UTSA versus Tennessee, September 23rd. South Carolina at Tennessee. Maybe we see a little bit of revenge from Joe Milton there. Um, and then Texas A&M and Alabama. So I don't see a reason why they can't go 6-0 and heading into Alabama. I don't, I don't see why not. And uh, third Saturday in October, that's going to be an exciting one mm-hmm. again. Now it goes back to Bryant-Denny Stadium, but I don't see why. Uh, Tennessee looks to be in a better position uh, quarterback-wise than what Alabama does. Quarter, Alabama is still up in the air with quarterback. We'll see what we'll see what happens there. They're gonna have to. They're definitely gonna be like what Georgia was the past couple of years. Yeah. They just need the quarterback to do what the quarterback needs to do, bare minimum. Everything else will take care. Of everything else you gotta you've got to uh, compensate for the lack of quarterback play because you're not you're no longer gonna have Bryce Young over there taking snaps under center. In 2021, Tennessee's defense gave up 29.1 points per game. Uh, Coordinator Tim Banks was hired on, uh, and he dropped that number to 22.8. So you're not necessarily rivaling uh, the best defense in the East, Georgia, but you are going in the right direction. No reason why that can Im- improve uh, even more in 23-24. Real quick, Cole, uh, before I move on to my last team that I wanted to preview in the SEC, and um, – do, do you have how many more teams do you have left? Oh, uh, I just have one. Okay, it's after a, we're about to go three for three here. <laughs> we're if about your to, last team isn't the team that I think it is, and that you know our friendship might be over if it's not. Then, um, then we're then we're good. We can just end the episode. We could just end the episode. Uh, anyway, you were saying before. <laughs> Anyways, what I was saying before, uh, looking at uh, preseason rankings. Uh, we're not going to look at divisions. Let's look, just look at the whole thing here. Uh, this is number one big news uh, realignment. The past three episodes have all been about realignment. We've had a little bit of realignment in them. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas will be entering the SEC next year. So this is the last year in the SEC that uh, that they have no Longhorns. Say it with me, Cole. Horns, Horns down, and then um, and then we'll have uh, the Sooners of Oklahoma also walk into the SEC as well. Congrats! You missed out on bowl eligibility. Yep, yep. That's exactly how that's that's exactly how it's going to go. They are not going to be conference favorites this year, like they think they are. No, 
or they're not going to be conference favorites next year like they are this year. You know, j- just for the sake of it, let me let me pull up uh, Oklahoma's schedule real quick. Um, SEC standings, uh, preseason poll number one was Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Number two was Alabama. That number, number three was LSU. Go Tigers. Number four was Tennessee. Rounding out the top five, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is predicted to finish fifth best team in the SEC. I'm sorry, did you say Auburn? No, no, no. no. Auburn is two spots down from the Commodores. Oh, Commodores, I, you meant Aggies, right? Texas A&M. No, no, I meant Cornelius Vanderbilt, Commodores. Cornelius Vanderbilt, Cornelius Vanderbilt. Oh, he was that head coach at Ole Miss, right? Because that's like three teams that are better than buddy, Vanderbilt. Buddy, I, I need you to stop. Vanderbilt University, the Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee, was picked to finish fifth in the conference. Never going to happen. No. Would you like to hear a fun fact about Cornelius Vanderbilt? Sure. And how much of a jerk he was? Yes. Uh, Always. Cornelius Vanderbilt, uh, founder of the Biltmore, and, uh, or founder. Oil. He, no, not oil. That's Rockefeller. Vanderbilt is railroads. Get it together. I'm teaching this right now in my class. I thought Rockefeller was steel. No, that is Carnegie. Oh. You are fumbling the bag, my guy. Do you know how long it's been since I've thought about U.S. history? Do you want to know how long it's it's been since I thought about U.S. history? Well, like three hours. Three. It's been three hours. Four hours. I'm sorry. Oh, it's actually. Been, yeah. Four yeah. No, hours. it's been three hours. It's been three hours. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, but no. Cornelius Vanderbilt and chart a big, big ca- uh, uh, captain of industry, robber baron, whatnot. He built the Biltmore because he said that his New York home was way too small. This is not the fun fact, by the way. This is just another fun fact that I know. This is not the main fun fact that I was talking about. Uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt's New York home took up an entire city block. Mm. And he said it was too small and too overcrowded, so then he built the Van- he built the Biltmore. Makes sense. Um, anyways, when he would host guests at the Biltmore, you know what their like pre-dinner activity was? He had a sand pit full of ruben, rubies and diamonds and emeralds that people could sift through and they could take the rubies and diamonds and emeralds home. Oh, that's cool. That he was that rich that he just could have that to spare. But here's the real, real, real part where it tells you a lot about who this guy was. When he would sit down to, um, when they would sit down to bless the food, he would say, let us pray. And not, let us pray as in P-R-A-Y. Let us pray as in P-R-E-Y. Oh. Let us pray upon the poor. Oh. Ooh. He did help start Vanderbilt University, gave them their first million dollars. But yeah, but I mean, like, come on. Yeah, come on. Not a great guy. The university, yeah. I don't know so much about. The guy, though, knee. Mid. Mid. I'd say a little bit worse than mid. I'd say a little bit worse than mid. The Bottom football tier. team, mid. Bottom tier. Bottom two, yeah. Um, so, anyways, Vanderbilt. Just quick side note: Vanderbilt was picked to finish fifth overall in the conference. I'm sorry, I'm still, I'm still. They not had five. You, you said like Kentucky, right? Vanderbilt. They had five first place votes. Five. How? Yeah, it's, it's they drink the Kool Aid that Kark Leah is uh, pouring. Clearly, <laughs> clearly. Okay. Um, touching on Vanderbilt for just a second. Oh, okay. Touching the fact that they them. haven't finished touching, their home, touching on them for just one second. Um, the fact that they haven't built their finished building their stadium. They got yeah, and they literally have a projector. Yeah, yeah. Um, AJ Swan, good first year. Uh, he was their starting quarterback. Clark Leah, we'll see. It's a second year coaching, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> they got a fast guy. Uh, they they beat Hawaii by a touchdown. Hey, Woo-hoo. You, you did it. You beat a team you were supposed to. Um, Vandy, just keep doing what you're doing. Bring in those seats for um, for baseball. Oh, wait, no, that's LSU. Sorry, national champs. Go Tigers. Um, you know, keep those, keep, those, keep those grades up. 
keep those grades up. You're really doing a good job. Vanderbilt should should be a much better football school than what they actually are. They're in the heart of Nashville, in Tennessee, country. Like they should be this grandiose school, great recruiting grounds. They're in the SEC, and yet they're trash. Vanderbilt is the Auburn of the state of Tennessee. And no, even I, then, wouldn't, I wouldn't even say that. I think Memphis. Yeah. I think Memphis is the Auburn of the state of Tennessee, like a group of five teams. I would rather Memphis in the SEC than the Andy. <laughs> exactly. At least they take advantage of where they're from. <sighs> oh oh goodness! All right, bless their heart. They try. <laughs> bless your heart. Bless their heart. All right, moving on to the last team. Last, but certainly not least, Cole. It's the only time you're going to say last and LSU in the same sentence this year. Wasn't Ed O your head coach like just a couple of years ago and you finished last in the SEC? <laughs> Isn't Bryant Kelly our head coach right now? And like we're winning everything? But wouldn't you would you trade Bri- uh, Brian Kelly for Ed O? Yes, in a heartbeat. Yes. Huh? What? Did you say something? I didn't know. No, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> okay, good. Um, a faint distance. Go Tigers. <laughs> I know you're listening. Um, LSU football, as long as Jaden Daniels stays healthy, we have Malik Neighbors. We've got Mason Taylor. You also have Major Burns on the defensive we side. Have Major Burns. Major Burns. We've got so much talent. We get, we're returning Josh Williams, um, who was our go-to. You could make the case he was our go-to running back last year. We Poor have, Kayshawn Boot. Huh? Poor Kayshawn Boot. Ah, yeah. He's over and done with. Um, Armani, God, or Armani Goodwin, he's back. Denver Harris on the defensive side. We have so much talent. And you brought in a lot of transfers. We were uh, top five in the country, top three. If you, you want to make a lot the case. of secondary transfers, which we know was your not was a big uh, yeah against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, there is no reason why LSU cannot compete for the SEC championship again this season, and I think that's a very fair st- statement to say. The stars have aligned for LSU's big day. I'm terrified of Georgia. I'm terrified of Tennessee. Alabama is Alabama. They're there. Uh, Saban needs to do more commercials for Aflac so he can get that retirement fund up. <sighs> Two specific Tigers that I'm looking at for big breakout seasons from one side of the ball to the other. I know you kind of did a blurb on West Virginia. I'm not going to go as in-depth on the Tigers as you went with uh, WU. Uh, Kieran Lacey, he's had a tremendous spring camp. Um, I think that he has uh, sincerely improved his uh, drop issue that was plaguing him all last year. Um, And then Mason Smith, he is a redshirt sophomore defensive tackle. Um, he would have started last year. He wears number zero for the Tigers. Um, but he tore his ACL opening things up against Florida. I genuinely believe that this Tiger team is one of the best since 2019. And I think that is a very fair statement, and that is uh, shared sentiment. We've got some of the best offensive line and defensive line in the nation we have Malik Neighbors we've got Harold Perkins who absolutely killed it and won us the game against Arkansas um Jane Daniels honestly he's probably the fourth or fifth best athlete on our roster right now and he's our quarterback one the only reason why we were competitive in so many games last year was because he ran the ball so much. Not going to happen this year. We are going to win more games as a team. Brian Kelly stated that in his uh, spring conference to open things up. 
there is no reason why we cannot have a 10-win season, at least. I love LSU. Go Tigers. Bring one home. And you have a pretty workable schedule in the SEC. Um, obviously, you open things up Sunday night with Florida State. That's going to be your first true test. Avenge! Um, then you bring Grambling State home. Big win. dub. Dub. Um, that's the G dub you win. That's, that's the big G you will win against. Um, uh, then you go to Mississippi Oof. State. Should also be a win. You bring in Arkansas. Three should no. also be a win. Four no. Go to Ole Miss. I, I would imagine a win. Get Missouri. Six and oh. You get Auburn. Seven and oh. You get Army. Eight and oh. Alabama could possibly. We'll Nine see. Nine and oh. Come on. Florida, I, that's a win right ten there. Ten and oh. Georgia State win. Uh ten and one. And and <laughs> look, Georgia State's tough, man. I'm just kidding. Eleven and zero. Uh, and then uh Texas A and M. Twelve and zero. Oh my gosh. Undefeated season. You have a workable schedule. In the SEC, that is that is the one of the most Workable schedule. Honest, yeah, we that have is, that a is, weak schedule this year. You do. You really do. Like our our toughest opponent by far is Alabama. Um, we'll see about Hugh Freeze Auburn. We'll see about Ole Miss. Uh, Mississippi State's always a close game in the SEC West. However, there is no reason why we can't pull ten wins out of the schedule. Anything under ten wins is a disappointment to me this season. I would agree with that sentiment. I agree with that statement. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that going to wrap things up for uh, SEC preview. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Uh, go, hey, way to go! We got to hey. go Tigers for the booth. Thank you, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, I know you did. Just but you wrong Tigers. Yeah, yeah, wrong. wrong. Oh, Ooh. all right. We're not going to say he, that on the show. No, uh, booth. It, we're gonna we're getting a lot. We're getting a lot of hate speech from the booth here this tonight. <laughs> I mean, how can you say horns up? Like that's no, that's offensive. Cole, please again. Horns, horns down. down. Um, yeah, again. Yeah. Jay might as well just you know. Yeah. Horns. T- Oh, okay. We're 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 getting way yeah. into the yeah, weeds yeah. here. Let's let's let's, we're let's wrap into, things up. We're getting we're getting way into the we- we're we're getting way into the weeds here. Uh, SEC preview. SEC. SEC. Anyways. SEC. SEC. Um, for that for the SEC preview in the doubleheader tonight, part one of the doubleheader. I'm Owens Pelling. My name is Cole Connor. And thank you for listening to the Panther Pod. Go Tigers!